It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard a Monday Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and Brady. Feeling feisty as I normally do, uh, but uh, it's not a draggy Monday. It's an exciting Monday yes, because this a- is going to be a busy week. I think I counted... Um, through to the end of the week, I'll have nine games I'm doing, yep. including two the next two nights. And you have probably around the same, maybe one it's, less. Uh, nine games for you, eight games for me this week. I'll be at Dakota for boys and girls basketball, plus throw in a northern quarterfinal hockey game that we'll get to in just a moment. It's out what, in Burton? Yep. And you'll be uh, in Richmond for the girls and Yale for the boys this week. Out in BWAC land. So we'll see how that uh, goes. Um, because there are storylines within the storylines within the storylines oh, of yeah. all our storylines. Oh yeah, and there's going to be uh, there's going to be some very interesting results now. Um, because, like I said before, I think I said it on Friday. There's four teams you could say have a legitimate shot to make a quarterfinal, and a couple of those might not make it out of districts because it's just that tough. Yeah, the, the, this is the thing, and this is why I'm not going to speculate this team's going this because I don't know who's going to get past their first game. I look right. at some of these matchups. Like, just, I mean, just as an example, we talk about Cross-Lex. If Armado wins the district, would you be surprised if they won a regional? No, they're good enough to. We just don't talk about them because they can't beat Cross-Lex. <laughs> yeah. But so. obviously, to get out of the district, they would have beaten Cross-Lex. Right. They're on opposite sides of the bracket. They're going to have to go through each other in the last game if it gets to that point. Yeah, so, I mean, you had a couple of hockey games. You did crown our first regional champion over the weekend. Three in a row for the Huskies. That's, that's impressive. That's, uh, that's pretty good. We'll talk more about that and uh, everything else as uh, we get rolling on the show today. It's uh, Dennis and Brady with the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports podcast for a Monday. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. 
Michaels, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michaels Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michaels Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michaels really is your dealer for the people. Michaels Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and Brady of the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, we're going to start on the ice because the uh, playoffs got started this past week uh, in uh, hockey. Uh, And just to give you a quick recap, uh, Port Huron, Northern Marysville, Thumb Legion, they were all over in the uh, regional at Suburban ice arena hosted by Romeo Romeo and Davison were the other teams generally anchor Bay would be in this group but they chose not to play in the playoffs Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at it going I don't know why because I think the Tars would have made the finals and played the Huskies I really do (laughs) Um, but whatever uh, that's not my decision so there was only one opening round game I call it um, or or the the pre-regional or whatever they're all in the regional Yeah, they're all in the regional, but it's a pre-regional. No, it's not. But anyways, Marysville won that one over Thumb Legion 2-1. to Really good hockey game that we talked about on the last show. So that set up a Marysville-Northern game on Friday night that was supposed to start at 8 o'clock, but it didn't start until 9 o'clock. And the reason for that was because the Romeo-Davison game went triple overtime. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that game before I get into – to the games that uh, involved uh, our area teams. And I want to get this roster out because I want to make sure I get this kid's name right. It's uh, it's Seymour, Devin Seymour. Yeah, Devin Seymour, the goalie for Romeo. So first off, Romeo comes flying out of the gate. They're up 2-0 in the first period. A kid named Mason Giza scores both goals. And I'm looking at this game going, okay, Davison can't skate. They can't handle the puck. Their goalie's a sieve because the – yeah, it, it was bad. I'm thinking, they're going to get run out of the building. This is going to be a short game. Hey, we might start early tonight. <laughs> we might start our game at 7. Oh, how you were wrong. Well, second period, Davison gets a goal, gets kind of, and, and that kind of like, okay, we've scored a goal now. We're, we're here. We realize there's a game to play. And, yeah, like less than a minute later, bang, they're down 3-1. to one. But they get another goal late in the second period. So now it's 3-2 to two going into the third. And all of a sudden, somewhere in this game, Romeo started to look like the team that couldn't skate and couldn't handle the puck. Like maybe they're feeling the pressure a little bit. And Davison was all over them in the third period. Tied the game up uh, at uh, 12.06. Had a chance to win it with two minutes to go. Brady, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not exaggerating. Um, it was a, a good goal scorer, too. A uh, kid named Dylan Wendell walked in like Datsuk. Breakaway from the blue line in on a great feed like Datsuk. And he had the goalie's jock scrap up in the rafters. An empty net, and he didn't baby it. He didn't baby it. He's real hard backhand shot, and this kid, Seymour, 
reached back with the goal paddle and stopped the puck. The kid from covered, Davidson? Yeah, the, the kid from Romeo. Oh, the Romeo goalie. Da- da- Davidson was coming all the way back and winning this game. They were all over Romeo. And this kid made that save, and it was the most unbelievable save or the luckiest save. I don't care what. He made the save with the goal stick, stopped the puck in front of the goal line, and everybody on the Romeo side is just like <sighs> exhaled. And then all of a sudden, Romeo was back in the game, and they kind of carried the play in the overtime, and eventually they won it in the uh, third overtime. It was kind of a – it was an ugly goal. You, you, you kind of like to see a clean goal and overtime. But this was not I mean, a clean you know, goal. <laughs> in, in the three overtimes, you're not getting a clean goal. Well, you know, you, you hope. You hope that it's at least a nice – Play. This is just a shot from the blue line that hit a kid out in front, hit a Davison kid out in front and went into his net. And, and, and so you kind of feel bad that it ends that way. But Romeo was only in on Saturday night because of that save by Seymour. It was the most spectacular save that I've seen since the Dan McWinney glove save <laughs> uh, at McMoran Arena in the, the Commissioner Cup finals in game five. Uh, it, it was like that. Like I, I, I can't believe – I still can't believe he stopped it and that Northern didn't play Davison on Saturday night. I'm, I'm still in denial about that. Uh, then uh, with the late start, Northern and Marysville got going. Good first period. Good first period. Um, Dominic Ruiz got the first goal of the game. Uh, of course, it was Barless and O'Flanagan doing their stuff. Mm-hmm. And O'Flanagan actually got stopped. Really good save by McKenney. But the rebound was right out in front of the net, and Ruiz pounced on it. So Northern was up one to nothing after one. But you're like, okay, Marysville's hanging with them. They're not playing a bad game here. Uh, then O'Flanagan scored off of a turnover early in the second to make it two nothing. And my comment was, well, if Marysville wants any hope of winning this game, they can't do stuff like that. Bad you turnover. Can't, you can't have the puck off to the side of your own net and then it with full possession, and then it ends up in your net. Right. Can't can't do that, and you can't give give it away when O'Flanagan and Barless are on the ice. Mm-hmm. They'll make you pay. Uh, O'Flanagan got another goal about four minutes later. It's three nothing, and you're like, okay, here we go. Um, this one's over. And actually, when it got to be three nothing, I thought Marysville played their best hockey of the game. Really, and they eventually got a power play goal from uh, Ty Van Hootigan with 39 seconds left in the second to make it three to one. So you're going, okay, they have a chance. They're like, well, you know, if you get the next goal, if you keep playing like you're playing, you have a chance to get the next goal. Um, and so we're midway through the third period, and it's still 3-1, to one, and Marysville is going on a power play. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, you know. And then Northern said, hey, wait a minute. We think we're the better team. Let's go show them we're the better team. And they scored three goals in like the last five minutes of the game. Uh, and ended up winning six to one. So it says six to one, but it wasn't. It was a, a lot point. closer than that. It it was a close game in the first, midway second. You're thinking blowout. By the end of the second, you're like close game again. Mid third, close game, and then the last five minutes, it turned into a blowout. So Northern was never in danger, but Marysville never embarrassed themselves. They- no, yeah, like the the six one doesn't tell the whole story about it, but yeah, Northern seemed pretty safe throughout but had Marysville found a way to get that second goal it might have been a fantastic finish but well, uh, yeah just look at the game before like you said yeah, yeah. just takes one goal yeah to- D- D- Davison got da- see Davison did what Marysville couldn't Davison got the second goal mm-hmm. and then Romeo kind of fell to the pressure for a little while uh, until that save um, uh, O'Flanagan two goals two assists off night uh, Barless, two goals, two assists. <laughs> yeah, where's the hat trick? Uh, and Ruiz, two goals, one assist. Actually, in the arena, they announced him for a hat trick, but uh, on Barless's first goal, it was definitely a Flanagan pass to Barless for a one-timer. Either that or I need to get new eyes. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that I had the call right. Here's another interesting stat from that game on uh, Friday. Northern, no power plays. Really? Marysville, one for six. Wow. Uh, and the Viking power play is usually really good, but they couldn't get it going yet. Eight penalties called in the game, seven against Northern, one against Marysville. Um, so that was interesting, too. Not local refs. No. Um, so don't know what to tell you about that. So that gets us to Saturday night and uh, what ended up being a really good 
hockey game because I kept going back and forth. Like before the game, people are, oh, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And for part of the day, I was like, I think we're going to have a good hockey game tonight. And then for another part of the day, I'm like, geez, I think Northern's going to smoke them. Mm -hmm. Like, and I just kept going back and forth, back and forth. And then by the end of the first period, I'm like, oh, we're going to have a good hockey game tonight. It was nothing, nothing at the end of the first. I thought both goalies were good. I thought both teams were skating really well. Here's the thing, though. I know Northern's got the big line, Brady, mm -hmm. but they don't overplay them. No. They roll it. They play three lines. They play their D pairings. Well, if you overplay them by this point in the season, they would be cooked. Well, and that's what happened to Romeo. Uh, Romeo plays the, the same two lines and the same two defensive pairings, and the other kids barely see the ice. And by the, the end of the game, they've got nothing left. Um, they got a, a power play goal 22 seconds into the second to make it one to nothing. This would have drove you nuts because I was just coming back from the commercial break. <laughs> like the, the liner introing me back to the rink was just finishing as the kids spun around and fired the puck into the net for the goal. Um, I know that would have bothered you. I, like a professional, just said, hey, we got an early start. They just scored. Let's move on with life. And we did, and Logan O'Flanagan tied it uh, at 4.54 the second with a patented one-time bazooka shot from the left circle that I think I said in the broadcast, if that hits the goalie, he's in the hospital. Uh, it's good that it missed him and went under the bar and into the net. Um, that way, everybody's safe. Yeah, that's a that's a bruise <laughs> that's there for a month and a half. Yes, that that would have hurt if it would have hit that kid. I I don't know how you shoot the puck that hard. Um, so it was one to one going into the third, and then kind of like the night before, where Romeo got the bounce. This time, O'Flanagan just covering up at the point. The D-man pinched in deep. Mm -hmm. So O'Flanagan see, and this is the thing that I like about Northern's good players is they don't cheat. They're not cherry pickers. They're not floating down the ice and not playing defense. And, and oh, yeah, he's got 28 goals this year because he never goes back into his own end and he doesn't work hard. He just floats down and gets it. No, they, they do it right. They play good hockey. He came back and covered at the blue line, held the puck in. It was on edge. He just wound up and took a slap shot. It was going wide. Hit a guy in front, went in, bang, 2-1 to one Northern. That ended up being the last goal of the game. Romeo wanted to pull the goalie for the last two minutes of the game. And for the last three and a half minutes of the game, they couldn't get the puck over center ice. There was a big gold blanket over them, and they could not. Uh, it was just beautiful to watch Northern dump the puck in deep, grind it out, and chew up the clock down behind the Romeo oh, goal so line. Good. So that's what they say every hockey player interview ever was that. You yeah. got to get the puck in deep, grind get, it out. Get it in deep, and, and they did exactly textbook. Textbook the way Scotty Bowman wrote it up uh, to do it, and, and it was just beautiful to watch. The, and, and, again, Romeo, you, you only play eight guys. This yeah. is what you get at the end of the game. You guys can't get the puck out to center ice. They were gassed. Guys were falling down trying to get to loose pucks because they just – didn't have a breath left in their lungs, and Northern took advantage of it and smothered them and slowly choked them out and won the game 2-1. to one. Sheffer didn't have to make a save, I don't think, in the last four minutes of the game. Well, now they turn their heads to a Goliath. They're going to a quarterfinal game that uh, they take on Brother Rice. I don't know a lot about Marquette, or Traverse City Central. Marquette's or, usually pretty good. Yeah. But I have to imagine Brother Rice might be the best team left in this tournament. Northern's got them. It's going to be a tall task for them to be, again, which might be the best team in the tournament, maybe in the best hockey team in the state. If they were to do that, they would likely see, well, they, they would play the winner of Novi and Trenton. You saw, what the, you saw their game against Trenton last time. Yeah. They, you even said they didn't even play a great game. No, I, I, Trenton – well, Trenton can skate, though. I mean, right. Trent, Trenton's a good team. That, that's another tough test. But Northern at least knows that they were in it against Trenton and had a chance to beat Trenton. Mm -hmm. But let's not forget, too, Trenton had 54 shots in that game. Yeah. I mean, Sheffer stood on his head. Which – 
Schaffer's going to so have to stand you, you on his a, head again. You, you need, yeah, but you, you don't ask your goalie to make 50 saves no. every game from here on out because you're not going to get very far. Play like you did at the end of the Romeo game. Just keeping the puck in the zone, moving it around. But here's the thing, and you said it before when we talked about Brother Rice, they just roll three lines, and none of them are weak. No, that's the other thing about it is their third line is probably almost as good as their first line. Mm-hmm. And their second line is almost as good. And, yeah, it, there, there's not much of a fall off from line to line. And so that's where you have the problem. Plus, again, their, their D is strong. Oh, that's something else, you know, because these guys, they don't get points. Right. And they don't get talked about. Um, Nick Robbins, unbelievable for the Huskies on Saturday. Um, and uh, Nolan Johnston, unbelievable for the Huskies. Uh, and Cole Perrick was really solid. Those three guys in particular stood out. Their whole D played well, but those three guys in particular rock solid well, I mean, on Saturday helped. for them. You got to give them credit when you win a regional and giving up two goals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, in, in particular, like just every time they were on the ice, they had things under control and they made smart plays. Nothing up the middle. Oh, it drives me nuts. <laughs> Kids making cross ice pass out of the corner in their own zone. How many times it ends up in the net for the other team. <laughs> Everything was up the board, uh, and, and the wingers were pretty strong on the board because you see that a lot, too, in high school hockey. You'll get the puck to the blue line, but you won't get it out over the blue line. Yeah. And Northern did a good job making sure it got out over the blue line. And that's what you're going to have to do against Brother Rice. Boring. I don't care if you have to ice the puck a million times. If that's how you got to play the game, that's how you got to play the game. And you wait for an opportunity and hope that when you get one, it's a guy like uh, O'Flanagan or Barless who gets the chance because right. more than likely they'll put it in for you. And, and maybe that's how you win the game. Look, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. They played uh, – we did the game when they played here at McMoran. It was 7-2. to two. But, I mean – can Northern win the game? Yeah. Are they going to? They'll have to play perfect. Yeah. Because Brother Rice, I mean, well, what they did, and I realized Chippewa Valley, whatever. They beat them eight to nothing in two periods. Yeah. Then they put but up they, they won eleven to three in the next game against Bloomfield Hills. Again, I don't know a lot about that, but in two games they scored nineteen goals. Yeah. If they get fifty shots on you, I I highly doubt there's only one goal. On the scoreboard. And, and I do know this about uh, Brother Rice, that their best player might be their goalie. Yeah. Dano uh, was really good uh, that night at McMoran Arena, and he only played, I think, two periods, and then they took him out. He'll play all three periods in this game un unless it gets out of hand. But, I mean, no matter what happens, congratulations to the Huskies. That's a big win for them. They uh, – you said it was their, I know that it was at least their second straight. This is their third, third. straight. The, and, and it the, seems the like. The guys were chanting three yeah. Pete. They took their pictures right down below where I was broadcasting Saturday night. Real cool. Uh, Doug Hinton, one of the old coaches oh, from yeah. Daryl McCarroll's staff, goes to all the games, and they brought uh, Hensky out there and had him hold the trophy and get in the middle of the picture. And so it, it was. That's nice. They were pretty excited. Yeah. I mean, that seems like all, more of the expectation at Northern is to have a regional title every year. And there's no reason for them not to be because they are that good. Yeah. At least this year's team is. Like we talk, this year's team is good. Yeah, we talk about, like, uh, in other sports, these programs that the expectation, well, Northern is kind of quietly, like, around the state, kind of in that second tier. Like, the top tier is your Brother Rice, Catholic Central, um, like, all those schools you see in the finals every single year. Yeah. A lot of the teams in their league. Northern's a top 10, 15 team, regardless of division in the state every year. They just can't get over the hump of Brother Rice. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who say, oh, they're just two guys, Romeo won a state championship a couple of years back with two guys, and they went through Brother Rice mm -hmm. and those teams to get there. Granted, those two guys were – Really? Yeah, well, Northern's two guys are really good, and, yeah. and Northern is more than two guys. Yes. So, I mean, hey, you play the game for a reason. Absolutely. Four o'clock tomorrow, right? Yes. Today's Monday. Four yeah. o'clock tomorrow <laughs> in Burton at the Crystal Falls, whatever they call it, Chandelier. I don't know. You're out near Flint. 
<laughs> but tonight we have basketball, so we'll talk about that in the next segment. Um, yeah, we each have a pair of games, don't we? Uh, I have a pair. You have one tonight, I and then it's vice versa tomorrow. Oh, okay. I got you. So, yeah, this is girls tonight, and you've only yes. got the one game. You're right. So, hang in there. Don't worry. <laughs> See, he's mad because everything to Brady is a competition, and I pointed out to him last night that I'd done a few more games than he had, and he's angry about it because after football he had done more games than I'd me. Done like and he was more. really proud about that. I've done like one more. Actually, you did like two more football games than me this year. Oh, I don't know. Then. But at any rate, we'll, we'll, we'll move along, and you get to do one extra game this week, so you're, you're, you're catching up. It's going to be fine, Brady. By the end of the year, we'll do pretty much the same number of games. Don't worry. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. 
We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You are back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Just real quick, because there wasn't much. Everything was canceled last week. But uh, on uh, Friday, at least, we had three boys uh, games that were reported. Armada beat North Branch 50-44, to so you know Armada was resting, guys. Uh, Elmont over Richmond, 59-52. Richmond boys have been playing better basketball, uh, uh, so I'm not quite sure what to make uh, of uh, right. that one because I think er- an early season meeting, Elmont put up big numbers on them. Uh, and then Peck beat Mayville 53-37. couple of girls' games, Elmont over Richmond 64-47, and Yale beat Elginac 31-26. Uh, Elginac is a team you'll see tonight. They are, and they take on Marine City in my opening round of the uh, girls' districts. I'm out at Richmond. The winner of that takes on Lutheran North, and just so you know, on the other side is Richmond-St. Clair. So, uh, again, I think we're both kind of predicting an East China final. For yeah, this, for this district, but it starts uh, with a rematch of a district game that was kind of incredible last year. Yeah, th- this is the uh, a game that Marine City was supposed to win by a lot last year. Algonac wasn't supposed to be very good, and the Mariners had a really good team led by Morgan McConnell, uh, and they were down by four with under seven seconds to go in the game at home, and they inbounded to uh, uh, Chloe Austin – at the top of the key, and she put up a, a quick three because th- they're looking at it as, okay, we need to score as fast as we can and then get a timeout because right. we're going to need the ball again. And the girl fouled her on the shot, and it went – I mean, I think she glassed it. <laughs> I, think, I think it went off the square and in, and the free throw, and she right. actually tied the game. <laughs> Which, quick side note, since it is March Madness and you know you're watching a lot more basketball than usual – you know what thing needs to be retired from, from broadcasters saying? A team can be down eight with like 20 seconds to go. And they go, well, you know, Dan, I don't think they need a three here. They can just get a quick two. Meanwhile, they try to get a two, and then they make it, and then it's like, okay, now there's nine seconds left, and you're down six. Like, no, you need as many points as quickly as possible. It's burn the ship's time. No, you can't hope for 18 misses on free throws. <laughs> You have to throw up a prayer. You're in a bad situation. I'm trying to remember what game it was, but I was like, yes, they do need it. I think they were down six with under 30 seconds to go or under 25. And I was like, they need to shoot a three. And then the, the, whoever the color commentator was, they're like, no, no, go ahead. Just uh, get a quick two. I'm like, God, that pisses me off so bad. <laughs> I'm just saying you've got to score. Yes. So whatever is the easiest option. If, if yes. you're open for a three, you take the three. There becomes a point if, in the if game. If they're going to let you only take one second off the clock and get a dunk, yeah, I'll take the dunk right. in one second. But like even when I coached, I had the thing. There becomes a point in a game where there is no bad shot. Like you're down six, you're down eight, under 15 seconds to go. You catch the first person to touch the ball better be shooting or make a quick pass and then shoot. Because time is not your friend. And guess what? You don't have time to set up the perfect play. You ruin that when you're, when you're trailing the whole game. Yeah. So now you have to hope for a miracle. But I digress. Yeah, that, no, that's okay. So Marine City, Algonac. Uh, and, and again, having not seen Algonac girls play this year, I know that uh, they don't get blown out. I mean, I haven't seen any ridiculous scores. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're 4-10 on the year. Marine City, though, hasn't really played a lot recently. That's, I wonder how much that will factor in, but a 7 o'clock game at a neutral site, I mean, I, I think we're expecting a Marine City victory tonight. All right. Uh, I'll be at Dakota, where I've got two tonight. Um, 
still, uh, I, I've got to call and make sure on, on the start times. Yeah, that's what I was going to Because I've ask. heard 5.30 and 7, and I've also heard 6 and 7.30. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, and, but, and the 6 o'clock time came from one of the officials that's going to be there. So I would think he would know the start time. Yes, but then you'd also think the state site would have it right. Well, who knows? But at any rate, uh, Anchor Bay and Marysville is game one. Um, and, and again, neither of these teams have played a whole lot of basketball recently. <laughs> no, and both teams are good. Yes. Yes, this, this, this is a, a fun uh, game to me. Did, we didn't get a Northern Marysville game this year, did we? No, we didn't. I, I wish we would have because it would have maybe helped me gauge this one a little better because Anchor Bay took it to Northern the time that I saw them play. But it was early in the season. Was that their first game? First game? Yeah, I don't know if it was their first game. I thought game it was Northern's first or, game. But but Anchor Bay really took it to Northern, and I was really impressed with them. And they didn't disappoint me the rest of the way. They they won a lot of games this year. They only lost to one team. Yeah, th- this is this Anchor Bay. Uh, the Lady Tars are a good team. They they've got th- I think at least three standout players and Genevieve Decker, um, Peyton Lee. Uh, and uh, Taylor Wolf. I think it's Taylor Wolf. I know it's Wolf. Yeah, I, I, I hope I got that right. Uh, um, and they're really good. And then, of course, we know about Marysville and how hard they work and how they make that's it about where, defense. That's where they could win is if they just pressure, Anchor Bay struggles with it, and they turn the ball over and Marysville gets some easy buckets. Marysville wants to win this game. They have to keep it under, what, 40? But I, th- I think maybe they can do that. And, and Kane... Obviously, you know, she's their big scorer. Kane's got to be Kane. Yes. Okay, if you can get 20 from Caitlin Kane, you improve your chances of oh. winning the basketball game. And then if you just get some secondary scoring, and I'm telling you, they've got it. They've got it. Like, Husson can score. Walters can score. Like, just just get me in, in the neighborhood of 8 to 10. Yeah. Just have – just got to have a good shooting night. But Anchor Bay is good, and we've said it before. This is a good Marysville team in a brutal district. And and the reward for, for the winner of this game is you get to play PH. Yeah. That who's, I think, is going to have Emma Trombley back. And I know we weren't sure on um, when they their quarantine ended. It actually ended on Friday. Okay. Let, let, let's – if, if – you're, if you win this district from this position, you're Anchor Bay or Marysville. Yeah. Okay, you're Marysville. You have to beat Anchor Bay, PH, and probably Lance Cruz North. And even if it's not them, it's Dakota or Northern, who aren't slouches either. No, but I'm just everybody seems to think Lance Cruz North is the slight team to beat here with PH a really close second. Right. And maybe Anchor Bay and behind. Then maybe, you know, Anchor Bay, Marysville, we'll find out tonight who right. the better team is. But, yeah, like we say, not all districts are created equal. No. And this one is going to be a brutal one. And, and game two is Northern against Dakota. And, again, going in, Northern's the favorite to me. Well, yeah, when you, um, but it's hard to beat a team three times. And, and, An and old cliche. And Dakota, is, for, for a team that didn't win a league game, the night I saw them play, they were a you-know-what to play against. They gave Port Huron High a hard game. Two things I know about Dakota. They're Dakota, and that scares people, and they are well coached. That guy does a great job down there and always has with the girls' program. Well, and again, hard to beat a team three times. You get them at home. That's something that you can't underestimate is playing yeah. in familiar territory. I'm going to say McClure and probably be wrong, but it, it, it's let something. Me, let me double check it, for it's, you. I, I think it's Coach McClure. I should know because he's been down there as long as I've been broadcasting in the area. <laughs> and we've done – every year the, the our girls' teams have to play Dakota. So you, you'd think by, by now that I would know that, but at any rate – uh, I know it's something. <laughs> well, let's see. Mick really good. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Where is their coach? Why can't I not find it listed? Because you're uh, looking oh, for Oh, Phil it. McCune. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah. I knew it was um, McCune, McClure. Close enough. Yeah, I mean, their only two wins are still against – I mean, they beat Chippewa Valley, but you'll, uh, they beat Seaholm as well. 
Um, they actually are on a two-game winning streak. Dakota beat Romeo on Friday. Um, and then they beat Sterling. They beat Sterling Heights Stevenson, who's way yeah. down. Northern dismantled Romeo for the first yeah. mm, twelve minutes of that game. Yeah, so I mean, they have a little bit of momentum. They're playing at home. It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, that's the other factor. They get to play in their gym. That's that. That's why, like this, or when I say Croslex, if they make the regional, gets to play at home. That's a big factor. You don't have to get on a bus. You're in familiar territory. Just a lot of things going your way, which is why I don't understand why more schools don't really try to host a district. Yeah. Because you're telling me PH or Northern hosting a district, that doesn't give you a couple-point advantage over Dakota or over Lance Cruz North, having them to come up here? I know that, you know, this is, to me, um, if you're Northern uh, – I think they're actually playing kind of their best basketball right now, and their their top players are playing like top players right now. Shagney and uh, Keys are scoring a lot down the stretch, mm-hmm. um, and and I think uh, I think Jersey McGregor would score more if they threw the ball down on the post to her a little more. Yeah, if, if they just got consistent. she faces the basket, nobody can stop her. No, no, she and she's gotten better throughout the year. Yep. So. Those are our games tonight, and then, well, well, do you want to talk about the boys' games we have tomorrow? Do you want to wait till next seg- segment? What do you want to do? Um, well, you got something for the next segment? Yeah, so we want to touch on it real quick. Yeah, just because there's, there's actually only two boys' games tomorrow night that we're covering. Those yeah, because you're at hockey, which I'll we be talked at hockey. about. Because um, so, the opener at Dakota for boys is Anchor Bay, Lance Cruz North. Yeah. So we'll not do that one, and we'll do the Northern Brother Rice hockey game. Right, and the the – Port Huron High Northern game is Thursday because they each technically got a buy. Um, I will be out in Yale, again, BWAC country, for the opener is um, is Yale-Elmont. I'll do that game just because, one, they're BWAC teams, and I'm going to be there, and the winner plays Cross-Lex. So Yale-Elmont, um, actually, th- that game says it's at 7. I'll have to double-check with them, but – Either way, they might have moved that because Yale's the host. They might want the later game. Yeah, and you don't want one less team to have to travel home. So either way, it might be Emily City Marysville, which Marysville shorthanded. Kind of has to tie in with what I want to talk to you in the third segment about. Um, winner of that plays Armada. Yale Almont winner of that has to uh, step in the shadow of Croslex. Sounds like fun. Yeah, but hey, you've seen bigger upsets. You saw a Northern girls We're team. We're not seeing an upset there. I'm just I'm not saying, calling that upset, and if it happens, no, then no, I'm not calling whatever. It I'm just saying it'll be get stuck on Brady, and I'm going home. <laughs> Wouldn't it be get Brady on sports? Whatever, it, it can be whatever you want at that point. If Crosslex loses to either of those teams, it can be whatever you want it to be. Okay. <laughs> you want me to take a break? Yeah, take a break. Okay, I'll do that. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit 
visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Michael's, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michael's Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michael's Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michael's really is your dealer for the people. Michael's Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's, your dealer for the people. TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back with uh, Dennis and Brady here at the uh, Tri-County Equipment GetStuckOnSports.com podcast for a Monday. Put my book away here, Brady. Oh, yeah, I was wondering why why you were standing up. Um, (laughs) I'm done with that, so get it off the table. So anyway... Uh, with not a lot of games to talk about, and the Marys was not the only team in their situation. Uh, basically, they're going to have to use a hybrid varsity JV team, uh, bring some kids up, basically piecemeal this together. And what I heard that some other teams are doing, and I want to know what your opinion is. If you were a coach, you would do this. Some teams are just grabbing athletes from other sports, whether it be a football player that didn't come out, or whether it be a like uh, if their hockey team's done, if there were some people who can play basketball there, and bring them out to try to get their kids back on the floor and play in that game instead of bringing up JV kids. Now, I could argue for either side, and I, and I don't think one side's more right than the other, but I want to hear what you would do if you were – uh, a coach, would you try to go get kids that aren't in the program and bring them in, or do you just bring up the kids that have been playing on JV all year? Uh, you may not like this, or, or maybe you will. Uh, here's my thought on that. Okay, so Brady Beaton decides to play hockey instead of basketball, but I know that uh, Brady could score 20 a night for me if he came out for basketball. But he chose hockey, and, and I'm fine with that because he scored 20 goals for his team in hockey, and and he had a great season, and he's a good hockey player too. Now he's available to me to play basketball. But you know what? I'm bringing up my kids from JV. They they chose basketball. They chose to be in the program. They've practiced. They've worked hard. They've played the the games. And and I'm going to give them that opportunity over a kid who said, yeah, I could play basketball, but I want to play another sport instead. Again, to me, it's not about the wins and the losses at this level. Um, it's fun to win, right? Um, and and they're, winning has a lot of great character things yes. to it. But it's not about the wins. 
Uh, the NBA isn't calling me and giving me a contract if I win the district because I'm a smart coach and I bring in uh, this guy who played hockey all year and he scores 25 for me and gets me. A... No, that's not what it's about. What it's about is kids dedicating to the program, kids working hard, and you've got to give them something for that work. You can't say, Stucky, you can't, you, you've, you've worked your tail off all year. You're the leading scorer on, on JV, but uh, you, you, you can play varsity next year because we're going to bring in a kid who didn't do any of the work that you did and was playing a completely different sport, and we're going to play him over you. That sends a bad message to the other kid. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. If, if they weren't playing for you, number, number one, the state should have a rule. And if they weren't playing for you, they can't play for you now. That's the way I feel about it. Okay. And now, again, I can understand both sides. Let me just play devil's advocate for you. Let's say I'm trying to convince you to bring in three kids from wherever. I'm telling you, let's just use Marysville as an example. You have three, four kids or however many seniors that can't play. You owe it to those kids to do whatever you can to get them a proper ending whether that means bringing in kids from somewhere else. Yes, the JV kids work hard, but those seniors have stuck with you through thick and thin. Don't you want them to get a proper ending and not have to listen to a schmuck call their final game on the radio and have their career end that way? Well, uh, again... Again, I'm not saying either side's right or wrong. We're in in high school, so now you're telling me that... Okay, we're gonna we're we're gonna use these kids then for one game, and then your your other kids can come back, and then what? We discard the kids you just used that got you the win, and say thanks for coming in for one game. Now get the hell out of here. Or are you gonna say, oh, gee, these these guys are better than my bench guys? So hey, bench guys that backed us up all year long, you're out of the picture now because I've got my starters back. And I've got my new guys in, so all the work that you did to help us go 10-1 and one this year, screw you. Which I'm sure you'd have to come up with an arrangement beforehand. I mean, I don't, I don't think you'd have to talk to the kids, and you might say, hey, listen, you're friends with them. You, you, you see them all the time. You want, for one game, you want to help me. And then if, you, if they want to be on the bench or they want to be around the team, they can, but they're not going to. They Too big of play. a temptation. Too big of a temptation, Brady. Which I you, get. You know get. it. You know it. In that next game, it's tight. Marco's in foul trouble. Do I put in my regular guy or? Oh, you don't. You he don't just even scored twenty for me on Monday, him. and I've got him on the end of the bench. I gotta put him in. You don't even. He dress gives him. me the best chance to win. You don't even dress him. You don't dress him. Yeah, you don't dress they him at s- all, and you don't play him at all, and you go with the kids that have been in your program. I, like I said, and if you lose, you take your lumps. It, it, it's tough. It, it, it's a it's a bad way to to have to to end things, but it it also teaches a lesson. Life doesn't always go the the way you want it to, and you don't always get the outcome that you want to. You have to learn to to fight through adversity and become a better person because of it. Right. I know it sounds like a whole lot, but hey. I'll use me as an example. My wife and I were just talking about this actually this morning about because uh, she had to write a paper. She goes to nursing school. She had to write a paper about how COVID has affected the family. And we're like, well, that, that'll be easy for you. Her yeah. mother died and we couldn't have a funeral. Yeah. And I lost my job and had to start this business. Life doesn't always go the way that right. you expect or the way that you want it. I had a a great job for 30 years in radio, 25 years for radio here in Port Huron, and I didn't even get to go on the air and say goodbye to people. There are a lot of people listening to the radio wondering when I'm coming back and don't know that I've got this going on. Heck, when we go into places to try to get advertisers, they're like, oh, you're still with uh, radio. Yeah, i got to explain to people, no, I'm not with the radio station anymore. This is something completely different. The, The world doesn't always go the way you want it. You make the best of a bad situation. That's what I've tried to do. Well, I would also, okay, again, I'm not saying I endorse this. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm making the best of a bad situation. You didn't get that opportunity. I'm sure you would have wanted that opportunity, so I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure you get that opportunity. Again, if I talk to But I wouldn't want you to do it at other people's expense. I wouldn't want you to do something to give me something that's going to take something away from somebody else. 
whether they can do a better job with it or not is irrelevant to me. If they worked hard to, to do it, um, and again, we're, we're, talk, what, we're talking in all these hypo- hypotheticals, but if, but if Andrew worked hard to back up mm. Brady and Brady had to go away and I didn't put Andrew in that spot, I'm cheating Andrew. All right. I mean, I know we're getting off the rails here. <laughs> we're in a hypothetical. It, it, yeah. It's fun. What if you felt your JV kids didn't work hard and you wanted to send a message to them? Then I bring up a different JV kid. It's just, it's just an interesting thought, and I, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has their own opinion because you can see how you want to – you can have the best intentions for the kids. But, I mean, I could also make the argument – it sends a message to your younger classmen, you stick with me. I will do whatever I can do to make sure you get the proper send-off. I'm doing everything in my power through thick and thin. Something goes wrong. I'm going to figure out a way to let you leave on your terms. Yeah, but, but I'm, a, I'm a freshman. I'm a sophomore. Even I'm a, I'm a junior. I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about now. I'm a, I'm a teenage kid. I'm thinking about what am I doing right now? What have I earned right now? And who can predict what's going to happen my senior year? Right. Who can predict? I'm not going to worry about that. I don't need a coach promising me that I'm going to get a good senior night. If I want a good senior night, I'll work hard all my years and I'll make a good senior night for myself. Yeah, it was just something that I saw that uh, teams are figuring out. And like I said, I don't think there's necessarily a wrong decision. I think you have to – I mean, the coach has to know the acclimate of their program, know how they feel. Maybe the the, the JV kids go – maybe they feel, I'm not ready for that. Because I'll tell you what, confidence can be a big thing. I I know, I know. Like when I was on JV, if this situation happened, I'd have been like, I'll do my best – but, and that's all I'd yeah. ask you to do. So I, I just, again, you have to feel the temperature of your program. If like you have a really solid JV squad and you have no, and you had some kids that could have played anyway, that's the easy decision. The hard one is when you know you're going to have kids that maybe aren't that good and maybe are going to, it's going to be really tough in that game to bring them up and not bring in other kids. It's just something that, you know, well, and I'm sure you talk to a 20 different coaches, you get 20 different answers. Yeah, and, and here's the other part about it too, um, Brady. So I, I bring up my JV kids knowing I'm going to get shellacked and I get shellacked. Mm-hmm. Or I don't do that. I bring in these other kids and maybe I still get shellacked. So what did you do? If they don't win you the game. That is true. You're kind of – What you did do, you do? If you do bring in other kids – you have to win the game. Yeah, you have to. At that point, if you're going to do that, to me, to me. Short of. You have to win the game if you're going to do that. Short of having the blessing from all the kids. I, I, I mean, that, that's, again. I don't like it, but that's just me. And, and I wouldn't say anything to anybody who did it differently because, it, you know, like you said, you, you, the, that coach knows his program better than I do, knows his kids better than I do. Right. But I, I would think in a program that I'm running, my kids would know that I'm going to stick with the kids who are in the program, and uh, I'm going to support all the other athletes in the school mm-hmm. who want to play other sports. Um, and, and, you know, I'd have been at the hockey game, but I'm not asking that kid to play basketball for me the next night. Right. And you know what? It's, and I think you can say that either way you want what's best for the kids. I mean, it's just – you're, that's a that's a horrible situation for a head coach to be in. Yeah, I mean, especially I mean I don't know what Chuck's going to do. Plus, plus two. How many of his kids are actually really sick, but they still have to miss? Yeah, that's the frustrating part. One kid popped positive, and now everyone like almost their entire roster is missing. Yeah, that that to to me that's the bigger shame, and I wish that there were another way around that circumstance that we could prove kids are healthy and let them play their game. Well, like what if you had testing yeah. available? Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know I don't what the – like, like you got to test positive 27 times. You could, if you test negative once, you're, you're done. You mean but you positive? Gotta, but you got to – yeah, well, if you test positive, you know what I mean. If it shows that you're sick one time, you're done. 
but you have to show that you're not sick 27 times before they let you back. Yeah. But that's just, and I'm exaggerating, but right. you know what I mean. That's it's, just something I saw that some teams might be doing, and I just wanted to know what your opinion is because I'm sure, again, everyone who's listening, I'm sure if people are listening like together, one person's probably on your side, one's on my side, and I don't think there's a wrong choice. I think, again, you have to know what your program's like. No, it's a personal choice, yes. and personally for me, I think it's a wrong choice, and I would – Go the other way and take my lumps. Right. I don't think you're you're wrong for doing it unless you do what you said, brought in these kids and then started playing them over your your guys that have been with you all year. Because that that's the temptation, especially if they're good. If they're good enough to to get you a win uh, in, in a in a playoff game, don't you think the temptation is then to especially you get your starters back? Now you're thinking, oh my goodness, I can win this thing. But. Okay, I'll put myself in Marysville's place. These kids beat Emily City. Now they're going to help me beat Armada. Then I'm going to beat Crosslex. They're going to build a statue of me outside the school. <laughs> Greatest coach ever. Pulled off the coup of the century. We're going to the state finals. Right. Not saying that's what's going to happen because we're talking about a guy that's got a lot more character than that. Yeah. Um, but, again, that was the example you threw out at me, so. So, no, there's a lot of moving parts, and you know what? If you pull off an upset with a JV team, that does make it that much sweeter. Yeah. It and is, you are it, coach of the year. Yes. <laughs> no, if, if Marysville shows up with a JV team on uh, Tuesday and beats MLA City, I don't, don't care what happens in the Armada game. Don't care. Eric Schunk it should be the Michigan coach of the year, short of another coach pulling off the same thing. Um, uh, b- before we, uh, since we started talking about honors, uh, Jason Kasparian was the regional AD of the year. Yeah. Whatever. I think region four or whatever they're in. Um, but yeah. So, so congratulations to, uh, another Husky honor in the yes. same week that they uh, won a, a regional in hockey. And then we also had a few, um, Mac and local honors, at least what I saw people put out there. Um, I only saw from Crosslex and Marysville. By the way, Marysville is technically Mac Silver champions, co-champs. Oh, yeah, we went because, through this. Yeah. Off because, the air, sorry. Yes, because in the bylaws they added this year, because it's normally win percentage because everyone plays 12 conference games or whatever it is. Well, someone went, well, what if a team's 2-0? and So they also added the team with the most wins in conference. Well, Marysville had the most wins in conference. So they're, champ, they're co-champs with Lincoln, and Lakeview sitting around saying, what about us? Like, well, yeah, sorry, it, you don't meet the criteria. So um, Marysville's Max Silver champs. Uh, but the league told them they couldn't play the last game because it didn't have anything with the standings. No, that was girls. Oh, was it? That was, yeah, that Cause, was. Because I thought Lincoln had a game, and then they just canceled it going, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I mean, they wouldn't have put them. I mean, it wouldn't have because then they still wouldn't have been. Um, had enough. But wins. if they win, they would have been ten and one. Not Lincoln. They're well, Lakeview. Only, they, they, oh, I Lakeview know. went nine and one, and Marysville went ten and one. I don't know why I got canceled. But Marco Singleton was the conference MVP. Evan Woodard and Larry Smayfield each got first team honors. Hayden Holberg, Kyle Nagan, and Sam Lashell all with honorable mentions. And for Cross Lex, um, with the surprise of the century, Hunter Soper is the MVP of the BWAC. No way. Yeah, I know. Oh, we need a recount. I know. <laughs> um, Tyler Johnson and Jake Townsend, first team, second team, Trey Kolakovich, Sage Solanic. Honorable mentions to Joey Knoll and Nolan Duran. Trey Kolakovich is the defensive player of the year in the BWAC. Do, do you think it would have been outlandish uh, for all five cross-leg starters to be named first team? Yeah, because there are a couple really good players in the, in the okay. BWAC. I just – I mean – their start. I mean, they had three. I know, but you could make an argument for the other two kids that start. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, I don't know who else it was. But I'm, a, but yeah, a little bit. That would have been a bit much. I mean, they have seven guys <laughs> on getting at least votes. But but should you be should you be punished if you're a good player on a good team just because you got already so many guys? No, not. I just think there's a couple players that their best player might be better than Crosslex's fourth or fifth starter. Okay. 
But anyway. Maybe from Armada. I'm not so sure from the other teams. Yeah. I didn't see enough of everybody else, but I'm, I'm not so sure. And the teams that we have follow, followed and gotten a little more information, there's been some inconsistencies. So, All right. Well, anything else before we wrap this up? We rambled on for a while. No. We did good. Yes, we did. We did good. And, and, and I like that last segment where I got to – Give you some of my uh, my family value morals. Yeah, there you go. Whatever you call it. So I hope that sparked <laughs> a spirited debate with whoever you're listening yeah. to. Do you want to cheat like Brady or do you want to play it honest like good old stuff? And if you're listening by yourself, go ask someone and get in an argument with them. <laughs> Let us know who it was and how it went. <laughs> how many things were thrown once you got heated. <laughs> we remain calm through all of that. I, yes. I think we both made valid arguments and, and like and I really said good points. I don't think and you're right there, there really isn't a wrong answer it's just how do you feel personally yeah and what's your program like yep so all right well our program is done but we'll be back Wednesday with more and again the basketball playoffs start tonight on streams one and two with the ladies from uh, Dakota and Richmond from Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City the Blue Water area is stuck on sports